Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, The The Pro Pro Wrestling Wrestling Fault, Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Carrie Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Combat Cast. We are live. Chevy, tell me what we got coming up. All right, January 21st, we're back to UFC pay-per-views. Thank goodness. We'll be previewing (laughs) UFC 283 Teixeira versus Hill from Brazil. And January 28th, there's no fights again, so we're going to be working on a show for you guys. And then February 5th, your boy's birthday. UFC Fight Night, the Black Beast, Derek Lewis versus Spivak. That fight has been rescheduled. Hopefully it goes through. Derek Lewis has been looking quite trim and uh, ready to go, so... Yeah, that's interesting, Derek Lewis. I know we're going to get to news later. We'll talk about this fight, but like Derek Lewis in shape. Do you think this is a serious Derek Lewis who, you know... Really, Derek got all his wins. We always talked about it. He always looked like he was pretty much losing any important fight, but he comes out and he catches him. He was slick from times. He would play that like he was hurt and then try to knock him out, and he was good about saving his energy. But is this maybe Derek Lewis like taking his career seriously and seeing right. what he can do? At a bit of a crossroads at this point, he's lost a few now. If he really does want to be serious about trying to be champion, which you know he obviously has the power to do that, you know, some cardio to his game is really all he needs. He has the takedown defense, definitely has the power. So yeah. he has that cardio in. Might even help him be a little bit more of a dynamic striker. You know, he likes to throw those spinning kicks and all that occasionally. So, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see uh, a slim down Derek Lewis in the octagon. Let's see what we get. Yeah. Derek healthy. I love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, exactly. All right, let's, let's get into this card. Yeah. Finally, back to some MMA fights. We're going to get into this card. We had a changing of the main event. Kevin Gastel- Kelvin Gastelum had a injury, a mouth injury, possibly some staff on his face or whatever. Had a tooth knocked out in training, so he can't fight. Sean Strickland stepped in to fight Nazardine Imavov on short notice. Strickland, if you remember, was the main event fighter of the last pay-per-view of 2022. And now he's the main event fighter of the first, I'm sorry, not pay-per-view, but fight card. The first fight card of 2023. So hopefully we get a better fight than we did last time. Yeah, he's the new uh, Cowboy Cerrone, maybe, of this era. (laughs) Not as likable, but yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. With that being said, not a super deep fight card. 
we're just going to go through the main event. There's a lot of UFC or MMA news to get to. So we're just going to go through the main event. We'll start off with Umar Nurmagomedov versus Rayoni Barcelos. Yes. Umar Nagamadov is 15-0, and 0, only one KO, seven subs, seven decisions. You can already tell, I mean, what his name and everything. This guy's a wrestler. Marcelo is 17-3, eight KOs, two subs, seven decisions. So this guy is capable of going to decision, but he's probably a little bit more of a puncher. That being said, maybe they want, you know, this 15-0 and 0 kid. They probably want him in there with some guys that can punch. But obviously, I don't think this guy's too dangerous of an opponent. I got to go with Nagamadov. I say... Probably going to ragdoll him, and I'll say he gets it done in round one. Actually, no. Yeah, yeah. He'll submit in round one. Yeah. Round one? All right. Well, classic striker versus grappler. Umar's obviously been dominant, and Barcelos is now 35 years old. So I, I think Nurmagomedov just continues his winning streak, stays undefeated. But I think this is going to be a decision win. I think Barcelos okay. is uh, tough enough and skilled enough on the ground to avoid being tapped out. So. I think Umar gets a decision win. All right, move on. Next fight. I'm excited for this one. Ketlin Vieira versus Raquel Pennington. Let's talk about it. Ketlin Vieira is 18-2. and two. She's 2-0, and oh, four subs, seven decisions. She's coming off of wins over Holly Holm and Misha Tate. All right, so she's coming off some named opponents. Raquel Pennington, her last two victories were over Macy Chazon and Aspen Ladd. Not as named as the other two, but names we recognize. Mm-hmm. So 14 and 8. Don't let that record fool you. She's been fighting tough competition since her right. career started. Former Ultimate Fighter. She was on there. Uh, one KO, four subs, nine decisions. But she's on a four-fight win streak. She's very capable. She's very tough. But I think Vieira right now is starting to really cook. I like her. I think it's going to be a battle. I don't think Repentant is the kind of girl who's going to get finished. I don't think we're seeing a finish in this fight. But I like Vieira by decision. Yeah, Ketlin is a big physical fighter. But I I think Raquel's toughness is unmatched in this division for sure. She is super tough. So I think she can weather some of the early grappling from Ketlin and then wear her down with volume. And so I agree with you, no finish in this fight, but I'm going to go with Raquel, probably an underdog. I didn't look at the betting odds, but I'm going to go with Raquel via decision. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is, should be a good fight. I, I think they're evenly matched. Like I said, the records are a little deceptive, but Raquel Pennington is always, always game. All right, she's just a dog for sure. Yeah. Possible fight of the night contender here, Punahale Soriano versus Roman Kopleov. Soriano is 9-2, and two, six subs. I'm sorry, six KOs, two subs, one decisions. He's lost his last two fights. Oh, no, two of his last three fights. But those were by decision, and I'd have to look it up, but like real quality opponents – and Roman, he's in several, he's nine and two, eight KOs, one decision. He's also lost two of his last three, but he's won his last fight. So both guys are finally back in the win column. And I think because of that too, they're going to let it hang loose a little bit here, right? I think, you know, okay, we're, we're not, we don't have to fight safe. We, we both won. We got upset. This is going to be a nice chance for someone to go on a two fight win streak. I think I'm going to go with Roman here. But it's really tough. I'll I'll go with Roman by decision. Yeah, like I said, possible fight of the night contender. Both guys are brawlers that look to go toe-to-toe with their opponent every time. I would say Roman is the better striker technically, but Punahele's chin is so fantastic that I'm having a hard time picking. So I think I see... Punahele like getting stunned and then he catches Roman coming in for the finish. So I'm going to go with Punahele via KO round three. Okay. 
I, I predict this is going to be a very exciting fight, though. I'm, I'm hoping. I think you're right. We'll go from one exciting fight to another exciting fight because Dan Ige does not have boring fights. So Dan Ige that. versus Damon Jackson. I was just looking this up now. Some extra stuff here. So Damon Jackson, he is 22-4-1. This guy's been around. He's got a four-fight win streak going now. He's got four KOs, 15 subs, three decisions. His last fight was the performance of the night, TKO. Dan Ige, 15-6, four KOs, five subs, six decisions. He's on a three-fight losing streak right now, though. But yeah, let's look at that real quick. That's the one I want to take a look at. Dan Ige. He's lost and, four of his last, last five, actually. Yes, but like looking at some of that, like Korean Zombie, Josh Emmett, like these are all like quality, quality fighters right now, and, and so, very close decisions. Yes, yeah, They're he was all not decisions, finished. very close. Yeah, I think Ige is going to bounce back and get it done here. Actually, although I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I think Ige back against the wall. He needs this. I hope you're right, but. I- I think this is another tough matchup for Dan. Jackson is a finisher on the ground for sure. So Dan obviously going to want to keep this standing. He has good takedown defense. So it is possible that he can sprawl and brawl. And if he does successfully do that i can see him getting a ko but i think it's just more likely that jackson eventually gets him down and uh subs him takes his back and subs him so i'm gonna say jackson rear naked choke in round two all right is the dana white stuff overshadowing the card we'll get to the question it's a good question yeah all right we'll move on to the main event though of this card Sean Strickland versus Nazardine Imavov. Imavov is 12 and 3, 5 KOs, 4 subs, 3 decisions. He's on a 3 fight win streak. He's got a TKO over Ian Heinish, another TKO over Shabazian, and he just had a decision over Joaquin Buckley. Okay? Quality wins back to back. Two of those three were finishes. Sean Strickland, 25 and 9, 10 KOs, 4 subs, 11 decisions. He's lost his last two fights, but that's to Alex Pajara. I don't think he's 25 and nine. I think he's 25 and like five. Yeah, yeah. he does not have nine losses. Yeah, Yeah. my eyes are getting blurry. Sorry. (laughs) We we might have to adjust this as time goes on. Rather than come over the grips of my humanity, let's talk about. (laughs) We'll continue on. Sean Strickland is, like I said, he had two fights that he just recently lost to. Uh, Alex Behera, which he had a horrible game plan in. Right. But more importantly, Jared Kenier. The reason why that's so important is because as the octagon, when he steps in there, that fight was only a month ago. And it was a five-round decision. <laughs> so you're, you're coming off a five-round fight. That's not a whole lot of time in between. You don't think he got injured. So not that's- a whole lot happened in that fight. Right. And, right. and Sean fights. Like, his training is just fighting, like, every other day, I'm pretty sure. So if anyone can do it, it's going to be him. Does this affect him, though? Oh, I'm sure it affects him, for sure. But... Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the most contributing factor in this fight. All right, so who do you have? I'll let you pick first this time. I'm I think most- I think this is a terrible matchup for Sean. I think Imamov is a dark horse in this division. He's much better technically standing up. And I think the most important difference is distance management. Imamov's distance management is so good. And I think that's going to nullify Sean's most important part of his striking, which is his pressure. So Imavov's going to be able to keep him at distance a little bit and pick away at him, snipe him. And if Sean does manage to get close to him, Imavov can grapple. So he can take him down, you know, make him think about those threaten the takedowns, which will make him a little bit more hesitant, allows Imavov to land more shots on the feet. So I I think he is going to get it 
done standing in Mavov, that is. And I'll say it's a round three TKO. Wow. I think this is a very bad matchup for Sean. So we'll see okay. that. All right. Well, I'm going to lean into you a little bit on this one. I will, just to be a little different, though, I'll say he gets it done. I'll go round four. For Imavov? Uh, for Imavov, yeah. Okay. I don't think... I don't really like this fight for Strickland either. I'm a little more concerned about, like you said, not a lot happened in that fight, but like those are training camps. There's still something special about, but Strickland is a different animal. I don't know if this mentally affects him the same way. So right. he is a special breed, one of one for sure. I am bummed, speaking of Imavov's technical skills, I am very bummed that we don't get to see this Kelvin Gastelum versus Imavov right. fight because technically it would be an excellent uh boxing match basically between them because bumblebee's footwork we call him bumblebee i don't believe that's his actual nickname but no, Kelvin, no, no. kelvin's <laughs> kelvin's footwork is you know absolutely fantastic so if anyone was going to nullify that distance management and be able to get inside it would be it would be kelvin so yeah. i do hope that we get that fight somewhere down the line hopefully we get many more kelvin fights because i feel like we haven't seen him in a while so Hopefully yeah, he gets well soon. I hope so. Do you want to start off with this Dana White story, or how do you want to tackle the news? Sure. Thing? Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just we get into it a little bit before on our yeah. last episode. Yeah, but it's been a terrible, terrible start to 2023. We haven't had any fights yet, and it's just been awful. Obviously, we'll start off with the worst yeah. for some, arguably wow. the worst. This this Dana White for the sport, I think Dana White. Mm-hmm. domestic violence issue so i would say it's overshadowing this card randy too to answer your question but i think it's not hard to really overshadow this card. Weak card yeah weak yeah card. so do you, just, do you think uh, dana's gonna be at the fights this week i wouldn't i think i think i'd take off a little time here you know maybe come back at the pay-per-view uh, is yeah. pay-per-view in brazil yes yeah maybe go down there we'll see oh, maybe you don't want to go down there too who knows but i don't know if you want to be in brazil right now yeah right yeah i think What's fascinating, too, is like his slap fight league is about to start up. And we thought, no way that's fucking happening. But not just got delayed. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's like next week now instead, right? Yeah, yeah. I just took a week off. We're not addressing it. And, yeah. yeah, no, there, there's there been shockingly very little backlash. Like I said, he came out and did the right things, immediately uh, acknowledged, you know, what yeah. happened and apologized. But I am shocked that nothing you know, Endeavor or espn or disney or whoever nothing to say about it you know right because it's not like it's one of the fighters which is bad enough but it's the face of the company right i don't hear a lot of people calling for dana's job or anything like that i know there are a few groups that are but i think people want it just like addressed i think that's what people would like this is having a dress and have something happen you know what Right. If this was any other major sports league and okay. the commissioner or whatever of the it's NFL filmed. or MLB yeah. or the NBA was filmed slapping their wife, it would be everywhere. So, Absolutely. yeah, yeah, it, it's but, interesting. I hope that something happens because obviously you can't you can't just get away with that and apologize. That's that's not enough. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But we'll uh Move on from More sad stories. <laughs> it's just going to be a whole list of bad news, guys. So yeah. bear with us. So uh, definitely the worst news. Victoria Lee, 18-year-old oh, yeah. sibling to Angela Lee, rising young star in MMA, passed away unexpectedly the 26th of December. So no cause of death as of right now. Obviously, we're everyone's respecting the wishes of the family, but just terrible news. 
Yeah, 18 years old. That just sucks. That's awful. Not a lot to say about this. We don't really know the circumstances. So just sad to see and condolences to that family. Hopefully, you know, they can bounce back. I mean, as good as you can from something like this. I don't even know how you do that. But yeah, luckily, it it does seem like the MMA community is rallying around the family. So, you know, support them the best way that they can. So, you know. Like you said, condolences to the family for sure. Very sad story. Move on to some corruption, possible corruption. Speaking of Brazil, Aldo's family has been accused of receiving COVID relief money for underprivileged people in Brazil. Now, I did read like it was like a total of like $800, which is nothing Mm -hmm. probably for Aldo. So I wonder if this is some sort of clerical error or something. But obviously, of all the people in Brazil that need money, Aldo is not one of them. So, no, very strange. Very strange. There's only that's interesting. Yeah, I kind of wonder too if that sounds like some kind of like mistake somewhere. But then his wife had a comment about nosy leftists so (laughs) maybe his wife was involved in something and he's just you know so i'm not very well versed on exactly what's happening but i know that i I believe they ousted their president who was a far right political figure and aldo's family was housing him they're housing him and he had to flee to the u.s Mm. and they're housing him in a property that all those company owns so that makes sense with the far less left comment so i'm we're not super well versed on it and we don't know everything so we don't want to comment too much but from what we've read a little bit icky yeah it does not sound like a great story we'll we'll wait till we find out i I hope aldo is somehow not really involved in this but anyway add add that in with the (laughs) <laughs> With the disappointment from the James Krause yeah. ongoing saga, you know, we are big fans of James Krause. Mm-hmm. You know, he potentially did something very gross now, although potentially doing something gross, you know. So hopefully we can get this sorted out and continue on 2023 a little bit better. But more bad news. So let's just keep going. You know, uh, Khabib retires from MMA coaching, you know, arguably one of the best coaches in MMA currently decides to retire. Obviously a man of his word when it came to retiring from fighting. Do you think this retirement's going to stick? So far, everything this man does seems to hold true. So I have no reason to doubt him. He doesn't need the money and he doesn't seem like he needs the fame. He doesn't seem like one of those guys. Do you think that this Dana White issue has anything to do with him retiring? Because obviously I don't see Khabib as a person that would tolerate something like that. I don't know about that. It's hard to say. Khabib is a different animal altogether. You know, he's been in MMA gyms. I'm not trying to point, but you know, I'm sure he's, you know, <laughs> like we're not talking about the elite fire. The people like I'm sure Habib has been around some unsavory people before too. So I don't know if this would necessarily be the thing that turns them off. Good point. Yeah. No, I don't think this is, has anything to do with it. But I do think I do trust Habib. I think he's a man of his word. We'll see what happens. He didn't say this was a promise to his mom or anything, but I mean, if he's just not into it, then. That's it. I think he's done. Mm-hmm. All right, move on to the next piece of news. Bellator has been put up for sale. Huh. Do you think uh, UFC has any interest in buying him, even though they owe $4 billion right now, I believe, or something like that, Endeavor from purchasing the UFC or WME? 
E. Well, no, that's interesting. Like they would be the ones you would think that would that would buy it. One uh, championship might have something to say too, because you know, although we don't see very much of them, they own a giant share of the market, almost all of Asia, which is billions and billions of people. So they're making tons of money. I would say if they were pulling in views and ranking uh, and ratings, Showtime be a prime position just to buy them. But I don't know how much they do for Showtime. Well, I I actually think I don't have this off the top of my head, but I think Bellator's next fight card is actually on Paramount Plus, which oh right. So I don't know if the deal with Showtime ended. I I know they they might be under the same company because I believe they have some sort of collaboration between Showtime and Paramount. Maybe they're just trying to gauge interest or make it more accessible to fans. But I was uh, go ahead. You know, I don't see PFL being able to. No. By Bellator because they're still building their brand after their rebranding from World Series. So I really think one championship's the only people that are going to be able to afford that. Randy Oska says it's going to be on CBS. Yeah, that's who owns Paramount. Right. But I, I don't know. I, I would say a bigger question, I would think, too, if someone does buy Bellator, what can Bellator do to be more successful and visible? Like they need something different. That really draws attention. I think it was Hawani I heard recently talking about this too. Like you've compared like the old Strike Force Day. Strike Force had women's fighting before the UFC did, right? So it was something different. Mm-hmm. And you know they had like a mix of some of these older fighters with name value still. Beltra has a little bit of that, but they don't have anything that really stands out. And I would go so far to say is the oversaturation of UFC and MMA in general probably hurts them as well. So you really need to be unique. And what you're putting out there right now. I don't they, know what it would be. They need other combat sports like one championship does, where they do boxing or MMA fights at some of these events. Because right now, like you said, they're just UFC light. You know, they're like Randy Oska saying in the comments right now, he stopped watching Bellator when they went to Showtime. They're more difficult to watch than UFC, who's on ESPN Plus. Right. And, you know, they arguably have a worse product they don't have the name value they get all the older fighters from the ufc while they have killers they don't have the name value so they need something like one championship has where they do mm uh muay thai there's no uh you know other than like we uh, did. lion fight or whatever there's nobody doing like muay thai in the u.s or you know some sort of jujitsu maybe bring in eddie bravo's you know combat jujitsu or something like that to do I didn't, uh, we didn't, I don't think we had this in the news segment, but this might be, I was going to say, PFL just signed Jake Paul. That, that's and, next on the list. Yeah. Okay, good. So now Jake Paul, having a name like that could mean something for a Bellator. You know what I mean? So like having that, I'm not saying that's enough, but combine what you just said, having these different style fights, maybe doing some of the cross promotional stuff they've done. I would say right now, work out a deal with PFL. PFL can put some fights on besides their tournaments, have some cross promotion. And, you know, maybe share a Jake Paul or something like that. But then again, I don't, like you said, PFL probably can't afford Bellator. So (laughs) they need something. They need something to draw people in and then they have to be different when they get there. Right. I I agree. I just don't see who's going to buy it. So, right. That's a great idea for PFL. If Jake Paul's coming over there, maybe they should do something different. Maybe have, you know, a Mutai fight, uh, you know, um, combat jiu-jitsu maybe put a couple different things on a card and spice it up you know yeah 
So now let's get to that. Let's get to Jake Paul then. So Jake Paul, PFL. I'll tell you my thoughts since I'm already talking here. You can tell what you think. Great move for PFL. I'm skeptical if we still see him in MMA. I'm not saying he won't do it. I'm actually hopeful. I actually want to see him do MMA. I'm curious. And I'm expecting that they're going to put him in there with people that (laughs) he should be able to defeat initially, especially in the early, the first couple fights. But we're going to really see what he's about then, too, because as we've seen with some crossover, people like Jake Hager, even, who had wrestling credentials, that they could do well with certain amateur competition. But even then, a certain step up, you'd see they weren't necessarily killing it. Now, Jake is a athletic background. He's been doing this with boxing and doing it well and putting the work in. I'm very curious to see how he does. I'm curious to see how he's booked. And I, you know, I will say there's, there is a little bit of doubt that still happens. I don't know. We'll see. Love to see. But he did say, we got a comment from Randy Oscar here. Is he going to fight Nate Diaz? He did say he wanted to box Nate and he'd fight it in an MA fight. PFL, you want to get some people looking your way, you get <laughs> Nate Diaz, Jake Paul in an MMA fight, million-dollar purse. I think that's the move. Yeah. I, I think they box first. Yeah. Jake probably wins that. Right. And then they go and, you know, Jake hopefully puts on a good showing in an MMA, MMA fight. I don't see him beating Nate in an MMA fight. No. But, you know. He probably, that's probably the move. He probably won't even do like one or two. It's probably to get the Diaz fight so they have a promotion to book it and they know he can't get the UFC to book him. Yep. EFL could use publicity. That's probably the move. We'll see what happens. I don't see him fighting any like PFL fighters. Like you right. might see some sort of, you know, him versus, I don't know, some youtuber or something like that in a pfl fight a special pay-per-view or something like that but i don't think he's going to be fighting some joe schmo 2-0 no. you know pro i think jake i think jake is all about being a special attraction i think the boxing mma fights is limited it's coming towards an end and he knows he might not get that world-class boxer to fight him with a name. Because that's what you probably ultimately want. You probably want to make it in boxing. He knows maybe he'll lose that fight, but hey, we get there. right? When you get the money. That's not going to happen. Well, the last real money fight in MMA you could have boxing would be Nate Diaz. Well, how do we make that appealing, right? Well, maybe we say MMA, but he actually goes out and does MMA. He beats him first in boxing because if Nate Diaz beats him in boxing for some reason, we're probably not going to get the MMA fight. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree with that you. Fights, that's dead in the water. But if he beats Nate in boxing, the casual fans are going to go, oh, okay, could he beat Nate in MMA? You know, there'll be a little bit of doubt. And then that'll be quickly erased probably. <laughs> but, you know. I'm super intrigued. You know, this is the first person who's come in that's put their money where their mouth is and actually going to take a real fight because boxing is a sport. MMA is as close to a real fight as we're going to get. So props to Jake. If he actually fights an MMA fight, I will be a legit fan of the guy. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I would say I I almost wish it wasn't going to be this way. I think we think we might have figured out the formula, but like I. If it doesn't happen, I hope he does take a couple tomato cans and fights them and builds his way up in MMA. But I think he's going to do this. I think he's going to see. I think you're going to see Jake in WWE at some point too with Logan. 
not necessarily full time, but a special attraction. Maybe even at a WrestleMania this year, like something I expect. We'll see the Paul brothers together, and it's just going to be to create attention. And yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's an interesting theory we got going here, and we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. So we're going to move on. Another disappointing and sad news article. Phil Baroni, former Pride fighter, former UFC fighter, murdered his girlfriend, allegedly, in Mexico. Yeah, the story's crazy. I know some of the details. Was he called the police, and but he's, it was basically very sketchy. His story that I don't even remember all the details, but they were like he wrestling. He said around. that he pushed her down. Yeah, uh, she, you know, she said she cheated on him or something. He right. said he pushed her down and she hit her head in the tub, but that did not match with her injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she was beaten all over her body, and yeah. his Ugh. hand, his hands were all busted up. It is terrible. He, I hope he gets fucked up in that. Mexican prison. Real so bad. I went to Josh Barnett's blood sport, the first Josh Barnett, and Phil Baroni was on that. Um, forget who they had him in there with, but I remember Phil kind of running around like he was he was sticking around the crowd. He was kind of all over the place. Huh? That's interesting. And Josh Barnett recently commented on you know his last interaction with Phil Baroni being at that event, and he said the same thing. And he said that. He was all over the place, and he's, he's blaming, he says, CTE. He says, not justifying it, but this is a real problem. And if you remember, Phil Baroni, there was an Instagram post where he was, like, playing with a gun or something one time that he got deleted. And, I mean, it's interesting because Stefan Bonner was having the same problems. And, you know, now Stefan Bonner's passed away. Phil Baroni looks like he might have allegedly murdered somebody. And it's just a sad state. And maybe we do need to check out what's going on with uh some of these fighters and cte yeah you know grim prediction but uh main event fighter sean strickland probably not that far down mm. the road might might be one of these guys too so yeah yeah i i hope the ufc can figure out some scientific way of determining these things and helping these guys out before it gets to gotta like this kind of situation yeah, yeah obviously we need to can't have people doing these things so hopefully we figure it out we have one piece of mma related news that is not depressing so we saved that for last go ahead dave take it away oh rafael fasiv has said that he was promised to fight with justin gaethje in march he said dana wants it he wants it he says we're waiting on a contract everybody wants it he said he'd be surprised if it's not march and anything else happens that should be a banger of a fight yeah who do you think pulls that one out if that fight gets made um off the top of your head gaethje yeah i would probably go with gaethje too uh just yeah, i think gaethje is still one of the best in the world he's just not Oliveira or habib but he's you know he's right there with poirier um islam makachev i mean what is the makachev we're gonna see uh as time goes on he was very impressive uh against Oliveira, but i also kind of looking back at that I feel like we didn't know what a stylistically good matchup Islam Makovic ended up being in that fight. Like, right. he really was better on the ground. And, like, he he held his own with a strike. But that also makes you a really good fighter because you can do that yeah. with Charles. Right, so, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. All right. That's our show for uh, yeah. our, our beginning for uh, 2023. Hopefully, it's all up from here. Uh, yes. But and we're excited just- to have fights back. Yeah, we should have an interview coming up for uh, the live YouTube audience out there uh, around 7 o'clock. 
Uh, we are scheduled to have Mateo Gonzalez. If yeah, unless something of the comes show. up, yeah, front of the show. Uh, if something does come up, no worry. We still got love, for Mateo. Yeah. But uh, that is the plan. So um, we're gonna sign off. And for everybody watching live uh, and wants to tune in, we'll see you in about fifteen minutes or so. And thanks for coming, guys. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 